Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Lizzie Cooperman's In Your Hands. I'm Lizzie, and this is a show where you determine what I do next with my life week after week. The show comes out on Thursdays. That's when you listen just on a cellular level. Go to my Instagram stories and cast your vote. I get the results on Friday, and I do whatever you voted for me to do. But if you're just starting out with this episode, that's great, too. You can listen to the show whenever you want, however you want. You can play it backward while watching Clan of the Cave Bear on mute. It's truly up to you. I really can't wait to get into this episode because so much has transpired. I also want to tell you, this is a truncated episode because I had something coming up with a deadline and I I have to do it. So this is the first ever episode without experts. Do we like it better this way? We don't know. We're going to move forward with it, see what happens. I know it's going to be a lot less work for me, less time on Facebook, in the middle of the night asking, do I know any bear experts? By the way, the Patreon is alive and well. It's in my Instagram bio. It's also on my website, lizziecooperman.com. And I'm going to have a lot of bonus footage on there, especially from this episode. I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm hungry for the past. Last week, you had a choice between Tintern and Purple Fern. Do I go on Tinder? Do I go on Tinder.com and try to find my very own intern, my Tintern, or Purple Fern? Do I dye my hair purple and try to become an influencer on TikTok, kind of a mystic who tries to find meaning within chaos? And then possibly, at the end of every video, dump my head into a bowl of cereal. And you voted. Tintern. So, on Friday, (laughs) I got the results. I had a busy day. And then at night, it was like 3.30 in the morning, I thought, oh my God, I have to make my profile. So, I used a picture of me kind of dressed in like... I had a fake bloody hand and these giant glasses that I usually wear on the World Record podcast... And above it, I just wrote, be my comedy intern, exclamation point, exclamation point. I said my age was 27. I thought, okay, I'm going to try the younger bunch first, see what's out there. If that doesn't work, I'll gladly head over to the senior division. I'll, I'll take my tennis ball walker 
over to the AARP cafeteria of Tinder and meet my husband slash employee slash benefactor over there. I have to say, I thought the vibe of the young people on Tinder was really nice, but it was definitely like this was this was the late night crew. I think a lot of them were drunk or high, and I I'm guessing they were just swiping right on anything because immediately I started getting matches and there was nothing in my profile that hinted at dating. One of the first messages I got was like, come over. And I go, did you read my profile? And he goes, I don't care. Take an Uber. Get over here. Just very aggressive. Another guy was like, do you like wine and snuggling? So I'm on there swiping and I'm about to give up. I've almost lost all hope. Some people were really nice and asking questions and saying like, I'm not interested, but I want to see what happens with this. And I came across at long last a profile of a guy with kind of like bleach blonde hair flipped over to the side and he was holding um, this red rose. And I just thought, I like this. I thought it was funny and it had a good energy. The next picture was him playing this pink electric guitar. I saw that he was a writer. I really just kind of got a good vibe from him. So I swiped right and guess what? It was a match. His name is Austin and we ended up meeting two days later at a coffee shop in Los Feliz. I promised I would not roast him for not being able to find the entrance. Um, anyway, this is how I knew he was my true tin turn. A couple weeks ago, I saw that there was a Lita Ford concert. Lita Ford was going to be playing in West Hollywood for free. For some reason, I didn't want to go to a concert alone. I'm like, I do everything else alone. I draw the line at a concert. And when I was talking to my tin turn, Austin, he goes, yeah, a couple weeks ago, I like went to the Lita Ford concert and I just thought, Wow. 10 turn for life. We got a picture together before he left. I'll put that on the Patreon and I'll share it far and wide. Okay, sorcerers, I went to the Laugh Factory today for my callback. I say today because it was broad daylight and I was really torn as to whether I should use my piano. I don't think I can illustrate the experience I had better than by just reading this short email I sent to Megan and Allison, who were on that episode with me, the Spots Slots episode where you voted for me to audition there. Okay. Update on the Laugh Factory. I did the audition last week without my piano and got a call back. I decided today I'd do my three-minute set with my piano. And, oh, by the way, before... I I decided to do it with my piano. I called and told them that I was bringing a piano, and they said, we would rather you not. Um, I decided I'd do my three-minute set with my piano and was informed that setting it up would be part of my time. So they would basically, like, dock that from my three minutes. I did crowd work with an insurrectionist. I did asked this guy if he was going to storm the Laugh Factory and accidentally closed with a dirty joke, not G-rated, Lo and behold, I didn't make it to the finals. Also, there was a woman there on her third audition. She seemed exactly like what they'd be looking for, but she didn't get passed. The saddest part was at the end when they ushered us through the back door and into the sunlight. She turned toward me and sadly said, there's always next week. So if you're a tourist coming to Los Angeles and you want to see me perform, you still can, but just not in close proximity to two veggie grills. 
Also, I recorded with my guests an hour before I left for the Laugh Factory, so it's kind of like this, you're going to hear kind of an eerie foreshadowing. But please, if you will now, join me in the present. This episode is called Poetry Bar Jaguar. There is a bar down the street from my apartment. It's really beautiful. I've only been to it once. It does have outdoor seating. And I kind of want to be a regular there, not a major drinker, but just someone who stops by for a light beverage once in a while and writes poetry. I want to become the one bartenders avoid. Um, I was trying to get to a place where I had 60 poems I really loved to create a collection. I'm at about 30 right now. And I was thinking it would be fun to go there every Thursday, like around sundown, get a drink and write one poem using the surroundings as a jumping off point. The poem doesn't have to end up being about, you know, I'm like, it's about garnish, but it can be about a person, a drink, something in the environment just to serve as the initial inspiration. That's the idea. I would go there every Thursday until the end of 2022 and hope I don't become the kind of person who starts sweating gin and talking to everybody about timeshares. The other option is Jaguar. I am going to tap back into that manifestation we did in the Three Calls Miracles episode, and I am going to test drive a Jaguar. I guess we also did this in um, Death Row Ocean Flow when I went to the ocean and, and I did that exercise that Steve Harvey recommended um, of writing down 300 things that you want in your life. Oh my God, I as I'm saying this, Capital One is calling me. <laughs> They're asking me to pay my bill as I'm talking about test driving a Jaguar. Okay. Um, I'm like, they are voting Poetry Bar. I'm not going to buy a Jaguar. I wouldn't be able to, actually, I wouldn't be able to pick a Jaguar out of a crowd. I think this option is more about putting myself into new spaces that I might think are not for me. It almost reminds me of the episode when I went to that Jewish mixer in Venice and I actually felt like some good did come out of it. Just putting myself in an environment I normally wouldn't. And also, I think it would be really fun. And I already signed up. I signed up for a test drive. They've called me twice today. So I've got to call them back and let them know the results of my podcast. Yeah. And so depending on how you vote, there might be a test drive in my future possibly also a disgruntled employee who's constantly bombarded by people who just saw The Secret. And yeah, I might have Austin, my Tintern, come with me. Maybe Austin will be in the backseat getting footage of this Jaguar test drive, and we can put that on the Patreon. First, let's consult my incredible guests. You've seen him on Last Comic Standing. He's a Comedy Central comic to watch. He was just named one of mm. LA's rising stars by Culture Trip. And he also runs a show at a metaphysical crystal shop, which, do you still run that? That was a uh, pre-pandemic Time to credit. update the website. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, <laughs> whoops. <laughs> but I do feel like that's kind of critical information about you. You must know that I used to run a crystal shop show. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's super I feel important. like it, it feeds into it. It informs the listeners. It does, it does. Uh, my other guest today, you've seen his work on MTV, Comedy Central. He just shot his hour special. He's written for Kevin Hart, wrote and starred in the movie Lazy Day. 
I saw him at the Improv Lab, and he blew me away. <laughs> JB Ball. What's going on? Glad to, glad to be here. Oh, my God. I can't believe. So I had never seen JB before. We did a show at the lab, and it was the teen tour. Oh, teen tour. Oh, the teen tour. Oh, teen tour. Gotta love it. Okay. Were you there for the ice cream drop? So many memories. Oh, for sure. <laughs> oh no. That for is sure. so funny. Is there an ice cream drop? <laughs> yeah, it's like the check drop, except it's ice cream, yeah. and it's like, wow, I got it. Oh, yeah, it's mayhem. Wait, I don't remember the ice cream There's drop. There's an ice cream that drop. That is so yeah. funny. Mm -hmm. I remember being like, can I do dirty like material? I don't even really have that much dirty material, but right. I just, you know, was trying to be as careful as I could. But then the music they played before the show was like, I'm gonna suck your dick. Yeah, <laughs> like, no, that's and it. the kids yeah. were like, yeah. and it's like the boys singing it. It's like it's wild. Like it's yeah. a whole new generation. Like right. no one, no one cares who sings what. Yeah. Yeah. Like I was shocked. Yeah. I what? was like, oh, they're they're offending me. Yeah. <laughs> kids go hard now. They have changed. I remember like when I was a kid, yes. my dad got mad at me because I was like singing along with like Destiny's Child, Independent mm -hmm. Women. And he's oh, like, wow. You're neither of those things. <laughs> and like he was like upset about that. And now, like I was at teen tours and I saw a kid freestyle. Like this, it's like a boy. He was like freestyling <laughs> about sucking other boys off. Wow! And he's not gay. He's not. And they gay. were all like, "This dude's awesome." Oh. It's, it's like times have changed mm. yeah. by such a large margin. <laughs> like yeah. I like it. Like me personally, like, I love that they're that free. Right. <laughs> but I was yeah. just very caught off guard. I was like, "Whoa, okay." You know, that's, that's the Mayan normal? prophecy. That's the 2012. You know, it's uh, it was about the poles shifting. It wasn't about the Earth ending. It was about things flipping completely. And now. Teenage boys who aren't gay yeah. talk about sucking dicks and right. it's dope. Whereas right. when I accidentally rapped about sucking dicks when I was young, when I was trying to freestyle and I couldn't like freestyle, so I just like, I'll, I'll suck your dick. Like it was the worst thing. But see, that's the thing. That's how you win a battle. People don't understand. You beat them with love, man. That's right. Oh how you going to beat a dude who sucked your dick? You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Like, <laughs> I'm so excited that you guys are here. It is funny that you're talking about we're talking about younger people too, because the last episode I had to find an intern on Tinder. And wait, is this was this advertised as a paid internship, or this is purely for some form of credits? It was unpaid. One guy said he I could pay him in nudes. One young gentleman. <laughs> of course, of course. Okay, I'd love to see the. Yeah. Um, what's the term for that? Where you have to. Uh, Oh, right, uh, the application. No, whatever. what's the term for like, uh, so Canadian money is this, but American Oh, the currency exchange? The currency exchange. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, I'd love to see what the nudes, what the ratio was. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, uh, I've been underpaid this week. Yeah, how much to tape my set at the Laugh Factory? How oh. many nudes does that cost? Oh, wow. How many do you think it should cost? <laughs> do they have to stand in that line first? Right, That's right. the real job. I was telling oh, JB, I have to go there right after this. To, to the Laugh Factory. I have a callback at the Laugh Factory because of this, this show. The open mic? I went to the open mic. <laughs> It, it was a quite an eclectic crew there was like an old man sitting in front of me who wouldn't laugh unless i laughed like if i laughed he'd look back and go <laughs> like at me like my laugh was oh. triggering his laugh it was so bizarre those are dark it was like places like a rube goldberg of insanity those are very dark places yeah oh man did you yeah. meet jamie the the owner i don't even know the host was like, and the bookers of the Laugh Factory are here with us. And he pointed up like they were like staring down from heaven or something. Oh, no. I was telling JB, it feels like Phantom of the Opera is there. Oh, like yeah. someone sitting up there in like a cracked mask. Just Oh, I'm getting yeah. sad thinking about this. How'd I do, comedy gods? Yeah. There was a <laughs> sadness to, to it. Heavens and hope. There was, yeah. a, there was a sadness to it, especially because I was more nervous doing two minutes than I would have been doing like an hour of course. 100%. Like two minutes of clean material for people. I mean, there was like a young kid 
kind of sitting in the front row with his like legs spread, just slack jawed, like he was watching or playing a video game or something. <laughs> like, yeah. Then there was a guy to the left who had been in prison. He went on stage and he started talking about being in prison and they had to like mm-hmm. cut the mic because he went on too long, which I was like, Imagine oh. that job. Wow. Imagine having to be brave enough to cut the guy from prison off. Right. You've had enough time. Yeah. <laughs> like maybe he's let him maybe let him go. We'll give him a couple more. Right? Yeah. He's already had enough he time. Stop we'll syndrome. He's been in jail forever. <laughs> yeah, right. He's done his time. Let him go. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I did turn toward him in my set and I was like, does this remind you a little bit of prison? <laughs> Being in prison. Oh wow. Because it was such a bad environment yeah. to do comedy. But I have to go sure. back there. He's like, no, the showers were funnier. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Um, so we have we have the choice of a lifetime to make today. Oh, so or the sorcerers do. So the people listening, because they're crowdsourcing, mm-hmm. that's what they're called sorcerers. Oh, um so it's either poetry bar or jaguar. I know what I'm rooting for. Really? Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. What what's your initial instinct? Oh, I'm hoping it's Jaguar. I know it's not going to be. Really? There's nothing in me that feels like it's going to be Jaguar and everything in me wants it to be. Have you been in a Jaguar before? No, but I've been to way too many poetry mics. (laughs) Praying you don't have to go down that road. Well, the thing about Poetry Bar is, so Mm -hmm. I'm not going to do an open mic. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go to the bar down the street from where I live. Mm -hmm. It's a beautiful bar. And... I've been wanting to go there. So I'm like, and I've been wanting to go there. Like I'm not adventurous enough to go there. Um, I sound like, like a 90 year old. Come in. They're like, please, will anyone watch this? You're like, I just don't have the confidence. But I'm just going to be yeah. writing there. So I'm oh. not going to be performing. So I'm going to go every Thursday because I actually, I do write poetry. Okay. Not Insta poetry. Okay. Yeah. Um, no, I love this guy. Bye, bitch, bye. Or anything like that. Okay. <laughs> I love that stuff, but fine. No, you don't. No, I do. Hashtag poems. Is that how you find them? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) But there is a huge... So whenever I say poetry, I feel like people's minds go to that, like... Or or poems that sound like a quote, like, Uh, sometimes, you know, we're afraid to go bigger because we don't want our light to, to blind other people or whatever. Yeah. You know, it sounds like inspirational quotes. I don't right. I don't write that kind of poetry. I'm here for quotes. Quotes oh. will speak to me. I love quotes. I'm a quotes guy. Do you bookmark yeah. that stuff on Instagram? No, there's there's no quote I've ever seen on Instagram that I was like grateful for, but I've heard <laughs> great quotes. Does that make sense? Like I'll hear like an actual speech and go, that's a great line. Yeah, that yeah, touched yeah. me. I've never... <laughs> I've oh never seen it as a graphic on an Instagram post. I have. Post. I just did it the other day. I, 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 that, that I touched saved them. You. It touched me. Really? I, it was like, it didn't touch me, but it was okay. like, damn, that's that's hot. Like, that's a good thing to say. Whatever that guy said was like, damn. Okay. Oh, that resonates. Did Do you, you remember what it was? Uh, let's see. It was, I think it was kind of like, ooh, kind of mean. But I actually <laughs> Maybe saved, I'm in a mean place. I saved, I don't know if it's a philosopher, Robert Green or Greenfield. Do you okay. know who that is? Yeah. Robert Greenfield. Yeah, is he that... was kind of uh, an unusual. Yeah, he's oh, got an overbite. Oh, did yes, you get that? Yes. Oh. <laughs> he has it all. Totally what he has. But he said something really interesting. He w- he was talking about how absence is more powerful than presence sometimes. In what okay. regard? And he said, if you show up all the time, people get used to you being there. People always think, I need to remind people I'm here. I need oh, yeah. to remind people. Yeah. Which I feel like is so. Let people miss you. Yes. Yeah, that's that's how it was always said to me. Mm. But there's yeah. there's something to that, right? There's yeah. like like I love Kevin Hart, but Kevin Hart is totally accessible, so I never get to miss Kevin Hart. Chappelle yeah. for the longest time was Bigfoot, and we were just clamoring for Chappelle to come back. We we're like, please, dude, 
we need this right now. There's there's a power to that. So during the pandemic, I took classes and I I studied poetry in college. I took classes at UCLA. Okay. Um, and I started putting like a collection together. I've had some things published. Yeah, you were published. You, you showed right with the yeah. intent really of it being consumed, or is it a private? I you, want I want to share it. Okay. Yeah. 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 Awesome. I I so wish I like. <sighs> I don't want to read a poem, especially you can't she read your poetry. She, you she's, she's, she's <laughs> I really to. don't want to. Let me just pull no. it up. I, just, I really I actually, don't make I me. honestly would, actually. But if you read your, if you put your poems out there in any form, they're immediately like you can't get them published because most publications want first time. Oh. They want their publication to be the first eyes, the first ears. So you, I couldn't just like recite a poem on here. Okay. Unless it was one that was already published. Yeah, let's use that excuse. That's okay, good. Okay, yeah. That's poetry. Solid. Oh. Poetry scene is cutthroat like that. Huh? Yeah. They have to have theirs. It's, it's my poem. <laughs> it is interesting because with stand-up, it's like, whenever people are like, I'm never, you know, I did an album. I'm never doing that material again. Mm-hmm. Really? You're never going to do your life's work again? You're never going to... Are you going to do the material from your special? No. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I don't think I'm like better than anybody. I'm not coming right. from that place. It feels like cheating to me. That's just like in my mind. That's where I'm at with it. We'll we'll see wow. as I start yeah. trying to develop this other stuff and it's not working. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, well, that's when the test what were the hits? Right? Yeah, I yeah. get it. But I'm trying, yeah. What if people are like chanting for a joke? Like- I see. I think that's different. Doing requests is different. I've seen Dom Herrera take requests and it's awesome. Really? When you do a whole show and then people are like, hey, I brought my family members to come see you because you do this bit. And I just, we paid for full tickets just mm. so I, you would see this bit. Can you do that bit? He's like, yeah, I'm going to yeah. And he does it and it crushes and it gets like that setup yeah. of like you do the most, just do your whatever, do yeah. your pizza guy bit, whatever it is. What are your writing habits? Do you have a place that you go to specifically to sit down and write jokes or are you kind of like... When it comes to, I just have to sit. I just have to hide my phone. I have to like dig a hole in the ground and bury it, and that's the only way I can <laughs> try to write. Yeah. yeah, writing has gotten a lot harder since the smartphones for me. So, say you were to go to a bar once a week and say every Thursday around like five p.m. First of all, do you drink? A little bit. Okay. You're more of a weed person. A little bit. Well, and like you're more of an MDMA guy. <laughs> He's like, I'm rolling right now. <laughs> I'm an ayahuasca I'm right an ayahuasca now. guy. <laughs> and you don't drink at all. I don't all. drink, no. Wow, okay. Yeah. That that like, actually checks out. Do you think? Do it I come does? off as a non-drinker? Uh-huh. I, I was <laughs> actually regard? thinking about that as I was preparing for this episode because you're driven. Oh, okay. Everyone I know who doesn't drink is like, skyrocketing right yeah, now. Yeah, but some people are drunk-driven, right? That's a thing. Drunk-driven. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> no, I, uh, yeah. I'm driven with one eye open. <laughs> okay, so the plan is to go to this bar once a week, okay. stay for an hour, write a poem every time I'm there, just inspired by my surroundings. It doesn't, the poem doesn't have to end up being about that. Okay. So wait, what's the goal between like both of these? Like what's the goal? You're you're trying to just be happier or you're trying to So what? every week they've been just voting on something that will alter my life in some way. Oh, so we just want to alter it. We're altering my life. We're seeing did you ever read Choose Your Own Adventure or anything like oh, yeah. that? Yeah. It's kinda like that where they're just choosing different paths for me to take. Wow. And it's been going on. This is the thirty first week. 
Okay. And it's been abs. I mean, that's why I'm going to the Laugh Factory. I was telling JB before this, I'm a tour guide for the TV show This Is Us. I just don't understand yeah. how she's maintaining all of them. I know. Like, where are you finding the time and I the been, energy? Are you productive anymore? Like, or are you just doing all these new hobbies? This is my entire life, is this show. So you're and, just an and this week, that is so funny that you say that because yeah. I was going to have this episode be have something to do with Avatar. Okay. Wait, that is so the, crazy. The movie Avatar yes. or like the, oh, okay. okay. Oh, Oh, right. I didn't know if you meant like like the digital figure that you could oh, control, oh, like oh. a video game avatar. That's oh, what right. I meant. Like if you oh. see surrogates. Um, yes. Do you recall? No, but I am like an avatar. Okay. That is exactly what it is, is they're kind of moving me in different directions. Wow. And you trust them? I actually do. So last week, which was Tintern, Purple Fern, they voted Tintern. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I feel like they had my best interest in mind because an intern helps me. Dying my hair purple, which then I got an audition that I have to put myself on tape. Mm. I, like it would have. Right. I would have been like, oh, my God, no, my hair is purple. I'm not going to get booked. And yeah, we know I am going to get the part. Yeah. <laughs> so they're invested. Like, like your life is their life. Yes. Yeah. Okay. My life is their life. Okay. Exactly. And, and it's it's bled into my relationships. It's been <laughs> wild. In some ways, it's kind of like burned my life to the ground. Yeah. But then it's also like it's a it's an experiment, and I'm going to see how long it can go. Okay. Okay. Um, before life I, is like an improv game. She's just doing yes and. I do think they have the best thing in mind because I also the episode that was This Is Us where they voted for me to come with This Is Us tour guide. The yeah. other option was to let this task rabbit I had, who ended up being a fire performer, set me on fire at a comedy show. You said that so casually, and I just I just want to. <laughs> Can we take a sec to process that whole sentence? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was wild. I know. For most of the episodes, I call experts on both sides. This is going to have to be okay. a truncated one, by the way. This is going to be my first non-expert um, episode. Ooh, but I don't know. I think I we know. both might be experts here. I mean, you haven't seen it either of our conventions. I yeah, think yeah. you are experts. You are my JB expert. JB doesn't drink. Uh, we got a bar. So I don't have a Jaguar. Oh, my God. We're pretty close to this already. You were supposed to get one before the uh. show. Oh, my God. If I were Oprah, I'd give you both Jaguars oh my to God. close it out. God, why couldn't um, you just be Oprah? I know. Oh, my God. <laughs> I've never I mean... been so mad someone wasn't Oprah. <laughs> so I talked to experts on both sides every episode. And that expert, I talked to a fire performer, and he goes, yeah, I would not. I, I wouldn't let that guy do that. He was like, that's going to take rehearsal, preparation. I talked to this guy who had done his last – his name was Aaron Bonk. And he did the world's largest, like, full body burn. He wrapped himself in bandages and put this solution on. And it's crazy. I watched yeah, the video. I know and, I'm supposed to be impressed by that, right. but that does sound desperate. Yeah. You know, mm. for someone to go, like, good job, Aaron. Right. It just does. You know what I mean? Oh. We're like, Aaron, you're a friend of the show. <laughs> Aaron, we love you. I, look, I'm still going to root no, for know, you, Aaron. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if I'm setting myself on fire it's his, yeah. in a way that no one has ever set themselves on fire, I'm like, what? okay, what am I chasing right now? If you're if you're really good at lighting people on fire, you probably don't work for TaskRabbit as right? well. So <laughs> I, if you're going to get set on fire, I don't know if I want it to be my Uber driver. You know what I mean? Like, oh, my God. That's a great amazing. point. Gig economy. That's a great point. It's really good. <laughs> Just a task rabbit shows task up rabbit. with burns, third degree burns. <laughs> You're on fire. He's like, oh, I just got a job. I got to go. <laughs> I got to go. So you get good at the job by mistakes. I'm very trial and error. <laughs> <laughs> just, 
Exactly. <laughs> look at my reviews. <laughs> I put together dressers. Of never, <laughs> never trust a hundred percent approval rating. You want someone no. who's like an eighty-three. Eighty-three. They know no what could go wrong. Everyone's gone now. <laughs> yeah, oh no. <laughs> Desolate Yelp. Oh my god. Okay. So. Okay. Yeah. What is your experience with cars, Aaron? Uh. So I have driven uh, test driven a Tesla before. And okay. I don't have a Tesla, so I just don't know if that's the right move. I guess what I'd want to know is what it, what are you thinking mm -hmm. going into this test drive? Are you are you prepared with the, all the manifestation training? Are you ready to like sit there and know that this is your right. Jaguar, or are you just going to test drive a car? Here's what I think I'm doing with the Jaguar test drive. I am trying to shift something mentally about where I am in my life. Mm. Don't get me wrong. I love my Kia Soul with no special features. <laughs> it's been great for storing empty LaCroix cans. But I feel like getting into a car, like a clean new car, I want the energy of that. I study Kabbalah, and my Kabbalah teacher is like, switch the channel. Change If you don't like the movie that you're in, oh. you can switch into another reality. Is that a Kabbalah thing? Yeah, I thought that was a movie Click. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it is. Like, I'm always like, so how do I get out of this movie? Yeah. But part of it is acting with certainty and having experiences that will put you kind of in that new. Yeah. Can I say as a testament towards that? Because I'm, I'm vibing with that. Okay. So I got to stay a week uh, in this billionaire's mansion once. I was doing shows in Arizona. I was opening for a friend who's friends with this this billionaire. Nice. So he's got plenty of spare rooms in this mansion. I got to spend there for a week. I'm someone who doesn't care about homes. I'm not like a material mm. person. But like you spend a week in that place and you're like, no, I deserve this. Right. There's some something comes over you where you go like, okay, now I care. Like I'm not, I'm not trying, it's not about the money. It's just about the I can live through this exactly the way right. I want to. And I love the freedom of that feeling. So I could see that with the car of like truly embracing what it means to you to possess whatever comes with that. You just reminded me of the funniest thing, which is I used to be a housekeeper for a very popular 80s sitcom star. I had to sign an NDA. And this was voluntarily, right? This isn't the people from right. the podcast oh, yeah. didn't this make was, you do this. This was when I first moved to LA, desperately needed a job. My friend and I were maids. We drove to this house in the Pacific Palisades that had black toilets, which we've also discussed on this episode. <laughs> I love that. It's hard yeah. to tell if they're clean. I love that. Yeah. No, for <laughs> it's sure. Really it's hard, hard to tell. It's a little dirty. So. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's pretty great. So we went to this house every week, and the mom used to hang out in the in the guest house or whatever, and she would lay in bed and watch The Secret all day. Ooh. And... So we would talk about, I'd be cleaning the bathroom and we'd be talking about manifestation. Mm -hmm. And I had this epiphany when I was cleaning and I came out and I said, I just had the craziest realization. And she goes, what? And I go, I'm here for about five hours once a week. I go, in a weird way, I kind of do live here. And she goes, honey, you don't live here. <laughs> <laughs> I think she was like... <laughs> Let's keep you a maid. Imagine Bruce Wayne saying that to Alfred. He's like, I've been here for 60 years of my life. Yeah. You 
You've been present here, yes. <laughs> right. Your address is, I don't know where it is. Right. Yeah. Right. That's so You're wild. still care of Batman. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be clear, I signed your <laughs> <Yeah>. check. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. I can tell you to go to your room. This is my house, <laughs> <laughs> Alfred. Alfred. Oh, God. Lizzie, go to your room <laughs> and clean it while you're in there, please. <laughs> clean the black toilets again. We don't know if they're clean. Um. Yeah, oh so my God. Yeah. yeah, so I guess I just yeah, so if I want you to do the Jaguar thing, I, I think as well. Okay. But you really I think you really gotta like maybe talk to a coach, like a, a manifestation coach, because you gotta go in there mm -hmm. like, oh, I'm getting into my Jaguar. Okay. I'm yeah, not test driving exclusive features. Like what about it excites you? Yeah. I, well, first of all, it rhymed with poetry bar. No, <laughs> <laughs> There are so many elements of the show that I'm just like, I'm I mean, I love it, but I've also like built a prison around myself. I love it, yeah. I've limited my options to rhymes. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. I'll only take Betterman if it rhymes. Jaguar F type. So this is the one I chose. Ooh. Can you describe it a little bit? Uh, that is a two door, four wheel, uh, Two headlight, white Jaguar. Two headlight. <laughs> it's beautiful. So He's not wrong. I would love if it was just a Cyclops. <laughs> that would be dope. Wait, they should have that actually. It does I look futuristic. Know. It almost does look like, um, like the personification of like, say, like a car that could have come from Tron. Or it just looks future. Mm. Do you remember iRobot? Yes. Do you recall that? And the cars that were in iRobot, they were like linked to a track. Like there were no free roads anymore. There were tracks that your car was hooked onto so that oh you wouldn't pilot your car. Um, and they had that shape, like that sort of design. So it is a very futuristic. Oh, I love that looking thing. Yeah. When you were talking about this billionaire's house, and when you were talking about test driving the Tesla, mm -hmm. I performed for a billionaire like game developer in Texas, and we all stayed in the house. That's cool. It was. I will say, in the morning, there was no way out. I I write morning pages every day. <laughs> You're like an ex machina. You no, don't know. I it. actually yeah, like. Right. <laughs> I'm sure this person is not listening to the podcast. No, I'm sure this no, game developer busy. is not like, okay, it's Thursday. Lizzie Cooperman's in your hands is cute. Yeah. No. And I'm really, I was grateful to perform there. They had a theater in their house. And this person loved like magicians and comedians and stuff like that. So yeah. all these like wealthy people would just come to this theater and have this experience. So I was there to provide part of that experience. What did you have to morning, follow? What? I'm so curious what you had to follow. Oh, you know who I actually, I can't remember if I went before or after this person. Do you know Billy the Mime? No. No. Billy the Mime does mime's dark moments Oh, I was hoping he wouldn't mime at all. I was hoping <laughs> it was just the name and he does the opposite. He just just immediate misdirection. Yeah. He's so loud. He's an obnoxious. <laughs> he just puts his hands just behind his back the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. No, he, like, mimes, like, the, the assassination of JFK. Like, he goes, but he does it meticulously oh, at all the events. Oh, Jesus. It's wild. Wow. Yeah, he's so talented, actually. He actually does John Wilkes Booth as well. And the difference is, like, JFK, right, right. he has to be moving. <laughs> when, he, yeah. when he does the little Lincoln, he's just like he just falls off a balcony. Oh god! It's wild how he plays he with gravity. Yeah, Billy he, the mime. He dives into the audience yeah, and starts crowd surfing. Just oh, doing god. history lessons. Yeah. Was Abraham Lincoln in the balcony? Mm. Oh yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. Okay. There's yeah. one president. At I the Laugh Factory. About. Oh yeah. Oh no. <laughs> I should do that today. I should be like. <laughs> I should have never gone to the open mind. Oh You're just like, God. it's all good. If I'm bombing, I've also right, hired right. a John Wilkes Booth to make his way up to the top. 
God. Because I can't remember what jokes I did last week either. I'm just going to do whatever I feel like. I can assure moment. you whoever watched does not remember it also. Right. Based on what we right. know about comedy. <laughs> yes. That's so funny. Okay. So the Jaguar. Okay. So this morning I made an appointment. There's a place in Pasadena, a car dealership, a Jaguar dealership. And they've already emailed me and called me. Let's set up this appointment. Whoa. So you can just... The thing is, Jaguar, I feel like it has this image of being this luxury sports car, but they also have like SUVs and stuff that are slightly less exciting. I don't appreciate right. you judging SUVs as if they're ah. something lesser than. As a person who's 6'3 and really appreciates that kind of space, oh. I, uh, that sounds incredible to me. Right. I had no idea. Imagine all this time, I was like, man, I finally got to a Jaguar SUV and Lizzie's like, ugh. Oh my God. Yeah, right. <laughs> are you kidding me? I worked so hard. Oh my God. I feel like you should go test drive one. I really do. They oh, are beautiful. No. They are beautiful. And, and I do feel like the Jaguar symbol in and of itself is very elegant. I think it's one of the best. Agreed. You yeah. see that on the back of a car, you go, oh, like, kind of takes your breath away. From the only it. way it could get better is if they put the Jaguar jumping through the Audi rings. And I'm like, this is golden. I love oh, this. Yeah. This is just cool. Now it's like a wildcat doing a trick. I'm, I'm so on board for this. For sure. Yeah. But it's a beautiful symbol. That is a brilliant collaboration. If they, dude, could you imagine if Jaguar and Audi made a car together, how nice that car would be? Oh. Wow. So you it's know? jumping through the hoops. And then it could have a Honda and it's like jumping over the hurdle of the H. Yeah. Like it jumps the no, hoops over the No, they're not fucking with Honda. <laughs> we're, not <doing> Honda. <laughs> we're talking about the durability. We are not <laughs> bringing <laughs> Honda into this crew. And then right it now. smashes into a Chrysler emblem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Mercedes Benz peace We're not sign. Bringing Honda <laughs> yeah. yeah, Audi, rest Jaguar, Honda. Runs into the thing, falls, and then rest in peace. Okay. The Mercedes symbol. Yes, yes, okay. I realized I, I wrote the Mercedes symbol in everyone's yearbook in high school. Yeah. What was your reasoning for that? It was instead of the peace sign mm. by accident. You just. Yeah, okay. I thought that's what it was. Yeah. Is the, is the peace sign just upside down? It's very similar. One has a line that goes completely through the center. Oh, and the peace sign just breaks off without the center line. The peace sign has the center. I think it has the center. Okay. I yeah, see and then the other, and then the Mercedes symbol is just three sections. Yeah. So people are probably like, wow, she's off to do great work as a car dealer. Uh, influencer marketing <laughs> before. Uh, we wish you the best. Before phones. It's like, right. it's like there's a peace sign and <laughs> just drawing Mercedes Benz <laughs> symbols. And You're spiritual. Uh, sure. Yeah. I mean, well. I'm wearing you know a crystal. You had a mic at a crystal shop. <laughs> I think it's a fair, yeah, yeah, yeah. A fair assumption. For sure. I'm stereotyping you. Is no, it no, more the I would say so. For you? No, I, you can say I, that. I don't mean to put that on. No, you. no, no, that, that's okay. good. Yeah. So, um, what were you saying? Is there? Anything? I'm thinking right now about how you told me to actually feel my feelings. We were we, uh, we were working together in Nevada City, and I go, yeah. Sometimes I get this like anxiety in my chest, and he was like, yeah. I'm learning how to just feel that and acknowledge it, and it really helped me. Can I? Okay, oh yeah. Here's a quote I loved. Please. From a horror movie. It's one of the Freddy Kruegers. I can't remember which one, but I remember this freaked me out as a kid because it was a really good quote. He's he's in a basement. He's getting beat by his stepfather or father, something like that, and he's not reacting to any of it. And the stepfather did something like he was like, like, what are you? And he turns to him and he goes, uh, you know what's the thing about pain? It stops hurting it when you just decide to stop feeling it. And I was like, that's the scariest thing I think I've ever heard in my life. Ooh. But I loved the idea of that. It was just like, it was just a choice. The idea was like, I'll just let this be what I decide for it to be. I've heard the same thing on the counter side of just like, you can just tell your brain the pain feels good. 
pain's just a sensation, you know? And it's just, if you just accept that sensation and go like, no, that just is what that feels like. It's a trippy thing, like easier to do with some pain than others, but you can train yourself to kind of just like repurpose how you're interpreting. Well, yeah, there's different types of pain though. There's like mm -hmm. physical pain, which mm -hmm. I think you can kind of, you know, bypass or just overcome, but yeah. like emotional pain, I don't know if you want to just like right. pretend that's not there. It's a great of, point. Yeah. You know what'll get that out? A test drive. A test drive. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> how reckless are you looking to get on the Wait, test can drive? I also tell you the, the rest of the t house in Texas thinks it does relate to the episode, which yeah. is that he had a crazy, he had some kind of souped up Tesla that no one else had. And he was like, we're going to go for a test drive. And the person I was with was really excited about it. And I was like, great. But uh, kind of grinning through my anxiety over, you know, I didn't really know this person very well. Mm -hmm. I mean, I knew he was wealthy, but I know nothing else about him. Yeah. Um, except that I'm living in his house, eating his food and taking his money. <laughs> <laughs> but he drives us to this country road and he was like, okay, guys, ready? And we went so fast. Mm -hmm. I felt like my body was ahead of my soul. Yeah, those Teslas are insane. Is that a regular Tesla? No, I mean, any Tesla goes from zero to whatever 60, like so fast because there's no fast. gas that you right. have to like go through. It was through that the... jump that I was like, yeah. I actually feel like I'm not supposed to have this experience as a human being. Yeah, it's like that, that chest punch from Doctor Strange. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like your body and your soul. Exactly. <laughs> wait, 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 which one's which right now? Where, where are you located within these two? Yeah. It's yeah. crazy. It is weird that we're... I mean, it's not a natural experience to be in a vehicle like that, but yeah. we've created these. No, you usually die after that kind of feeling. In the in historically, that's like falling off a cliff. You know, yeah. yes, you, that's like a pre-death sign. That is so interesting, right. right? Normally, that would result in immediate death, hitting right. concrete. So your body's like, I'm about to die. Yes. Thank God I did my morning pages. Thank God. <laughs> this is like this is like the plot of a new movie now. Because now she's like she's basically like Whoopi Goldberg and Ghost. Yeah. Oh. You know, like now she's gonna start. She's been to the other side. She just doesn't know, and now she can oh. sort of see the things. Yeah. That's crazy because I am now, as a result of this podcast, also a professional tarot reader. Sure. Why not? Why and not? I, I I'm doing it. tarot over Zoom now. That's <laughs> incredible. So okay, poetry bar. So I would go to the bar every Thursday until the end of the year, until the end of 2022. That's okay. the goal. Okay. Try to write one poem every time I'm there in hopes of creating a collection. A collection of bar poems? Mm -hmm. okay. To then publish? To then share in some yeah. capacity? Okay. Mm -hmm. So that's the idea. Hmm. So poetry bar or jaguar? What would what would you rather do, JB? Me personally, mm -hmm. or what would I rather you do? What would you personally rather do in your life? Oh, between the two, one hundred percent the Jaguar, but that's more out of my disdain for poetry. And I this is coming from someone who used to love poetry, but I am just burnt. I'm, ah! I'm just burnt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just burnt. Because uh, so when I started comedy, uh, one of the main mics I could go to were like these slam poetry. Uh, slam oh. poetry sessions, right? And it's like, and I loved slam poetry. I loved how passionate it was. I loved seeing people move a crowd because I was also trying to move a crowd in, within my own, within my own art, right? right. Um, but at a certain point, it reached overkill of like there was so much heaviness to it that even when I would hear a happy poem, I wouldn't feel happy because I still felt the weight of the other poems. And you would see people who were so regularly just trying to express like a pain, mm -hmm. but a pain that wasn't. 
I didn't feel the joy in experiencing the release of their pain. Right. There's no catharsis. So it just felt heavy. Yeah. Uh-huh. And that just sort of that weighed on me. And then, uh, yeah, over time I was just like, it's just, I just don't know people who don't like laughing. And it just feels, feels like I just want to do things that make me smile. So now I associate poetry. I know it's not all poetry, but I associate so much poetry with pain and not um, a happy version of catharsis. Does that make sense? Just like mm. a, I'm probably wording that incorrectly, but. No, that's interesting. I just like, yeah. I don't mind talking about something dark, but I, I hope we'll find a way to smile about it. And right. a lot of these poems right. wouldn't have that moment. And so I just end up feeling sad for the person. Well, I do feel like when I go from poetry to comedy, I do have to make a conscious shift. Sure. Because I kind of go into a zone when I'm writing. Do you not feel like your comedy is poetry? Because I always used to make that argument. Mm. I think we're writing poems. I think we're just writing oh, poems yeah. in misdirection. 100%. Mm. Right? So there's it's somewhere between poetry and magician. Sure. You know? And there's a lot of comedy that, that doesn't have the that. catharsis now <laughs> either. Agreed. You know, Agreed. That's like, very right. fair point. Yeah, don't, don't speak on that. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, there's just like a lot of, you know, it's... I comedy l- without catharsis is a really funny name for a show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what a fun theme. Catharsis. Catharsis. Comedy, baby. Uh, I would love to do that. If that was just a thing, you just had to write a set. That's a poetry, the, right? That's sure, sure. But yeah. like, but but no, I'm really trying to make just laughs, all, but none of it feels good. Long meandering uh, setups. Yeah. No oh, long dark <laughs> truths about your life that <laughs> we all have to inherit. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> Catharsis. I was named one of the top 10 Catharsis comics. <laughs> That's a big deal. That's a big deal right there. That's... Yeah, well, it's big now, you know, because, like, comedians, there's been a lot of specials where comedians take a break from comedy, you know, 10-minute mm. break or whatever. And I kind of like that. I don't mind that. What do you, you mean, know? take a break in the like, special? Like, within the special, they'll oh. just, like, talk without jokes for a while about something serious, whether it's Nanette or Chappelle or... There's other comics, I think, too. Yeah. Um... I kind of like that, but now there's like a lot of new comics that think like, hey, I don't even have to be funny. I'm just going to like say my trauma into this mic. That's the dangerous part. Yeah, Yeah. that's the dangerous part. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yes. I feel like well-executed poetry just kind of leaves you in a place of like you are finishing the poem in a way Mm. for yourself. Mm. You know how a good joke leaves a little – it it, le- it makes the audience think they're the smart one for figuring it out. Okay. Right, yes. Like yes. over-explaining a joke. Not that I don't love doing that. <laughs> okay. But but there is a certain type of joke that kind of leaves an air of mystery. Yeah. yeah. I, I always describe it as like uh, you're just in on the joke. Like you're just – Right. It's almost an inside joke where yeah. you don't yeah. – as long as you're not explaining it. If 90% of the room got it, 90% of the room feels so good that they're not part of the 10%. Exactly. You know, so like now we're in on this thing. Right. Like, we got it. I know that was for Special. me. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. There's something to that. Yeah. And I will say, I think I've felt some catharsis from poetry before. I think there's like comedy catharsis is it's a wider net. Like you're going to catch a lot more people and you have to because you want mm. laughs and you want most people to laugh. Uh, whereas poetry, it can be super catharsis, but for a much smaller group. You know, because it, sometimes it's like a very personal situation of whatever it is, like loneliness or something that I feel like that's in poetry a lot. But you're like, you're really nailing a smaller group of people more like it's like quality over quantity kind of. So if you catch the people you're trying to catch through a poem mm. and you're really like breaking down this like painful thing and that person's feeling seen like, oh, shit, this is amazing. Uh, 
that can be really powerful. Whereas comedy, we're trying to like capture most people in the room. And uh, so it's Not like a me. little bit. Just <laughs> yeah, I just right. did the Phantom of the Opera. Well, you know what that makes me think of? Where what's, what's interesting to your point is like, uh, so as a black person, for, I'm black, by the way, before I say this, uh, just so we can picture what I'm. <laughs> um, it's like slavery movies for me. I understand slavery and what it was. I know the history. I don't need reminders of this. So to watch it, it's just painful. But you'll see a lot of black people go, well, these movies need to be made so that people learn. And I go, who do you think's watching these? It's just the black people. Like the people who need to learn aren't the ones like, you know what? I do got to go check that out. I do got to. So there's poetry hits me like that where I go like, no, it serves a purpose. I just don't know that those people are in the room. And so everyone else who's watching is kind of like, I, you know, I get it already. Like, I don't, I don't want to relive it. So it's, there's something, I'm not trying to like come down on poetry. I'm saying like, there's the difference between poetry and comedy where it seems like comedy is seeking, um, connection with Mm. a wider variety of people, like casting that wider net, like you're saying. Comedy is a dog. Poetry is a cat. Yeah, love yeah, that's it. my laugh factory oh my breakdown. <laughs> <laughs> love that. Damn, that's good. Uh, that's so oh my accurate. god, that's like the setup. Your first yeah. poem. <laughs> the dog is just like, please, anyone love me? Oh my yeah, god, and the cat's yeah, like, I don't even care if you're here. Uh, yeah, that's beautiful. That's really good. I hate that. Yeah, By the way, someone that. brought their dog on stage at the Laugh Factory. Of the, course, a woman went up in a giant. Kind of, she kind of Jennifer Coolidge energy and this leopard print caftan, just like a giant dog. I was like, I hope that dog shits. I would oh. love for the dog to shit on stage. Incredible. That would be great. It's that. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> She's like, no, no, that's the closer. Like, that's too the soon. Closer. She gets passed. No, I can see. At the end, they go, just, just the dog. We gets would like the dog's hilarious. We love the dog. <laughs> Lose you. <laughs> Okay, what would you rather do for you, Aaron, before we go? Um, if if this were, if you were not even me but you, would you rather go write at a bar once a week or do the test drive? I don't I don't think I'd want to write at a bar. I don't think that's where I, mm. I would want to write okay. in general. So I would go to a coffee. I would drive my Jaguar to a coffee shop maybe and write there. Okay. But I, I can't <laughs> write when drunk people are just like being drunk. Okay. It's really hard. Not even early in the day. Oh, that's probably when the people who drink the most are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not even at 6 a.m. I would argue those are the more interesting drunks, though. Like, that yeah. might spark inspiration more so than, like, the 11 o'clock drunk. You're like, oh, well, you're just a basic. Right. This December 2022, I'm in the hospital yeah, right. for liver disease. <laughs> yeah. I just develop a horrible problem. I have giant gin blossoms bursting off my nose every time you see Oh, God. <laughs> I'm like, I finished the book. <laughs> My clothes are torn to rags. I'm dating a 75-year-old guy named Sal. There's no <laughs> He's lighting you on fire. He's li- and I collect matches. Yeah. Because you've got to come with the mat- match books I collect. Oh, God. Stamps. Yeah, too. okay. So you, so both of you are saying you would choose Jaguar. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Wow, I'm okay. With that. It's not yeah. even out of a love for Jaguars. It's just by comparison to the other option I got to defer to. Yeah, Jaguar. Yeah, and I I think you can even combine them and, like, play your poetry while you're on the Jaguar ride. You know, be like, damn, I'm a millionaire with a Jaguar who got, you know, rich and famous off my poems about cats and dogs. See, that's the thing. Yeah, if we switch this to, like, you became a rapper with your poetry, I'm, like, so for that. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. If you're going to go rap. Mine doesn't rhyme. A, it doesn't rhyme. No, no, who, but, like, if you Neither did Nelly's. Who cares? Oh, yeah. what, what are you talking about? Yeah, you just got to have that flow. <laughs> There's no... 
We have no standards anymore. That is so <laughs> funny. I'm like, but it doesn't rhyme. Like, Dude, you if can't it, if break If you're special out of the enough as you deliver it, people okay. are attracted to that. Mm-hmm. Don't forget, Doja Cat made a whole song just mooing. She mooed for a whole track, just like a cow. Wow. We ate it up. Right. We ate it up. We made fun of her and bought it. That's wild. <laughs> like, remember when we, like, remember when Rihanna first came out? Remember how everybody made fun of her forehead? When's the last time you've heard that get brought up? Doesn't matter. Just a make a splash. Time. Come out hot, man. Right. And then we're just going to love you for <laughs> it anyway. the last time you heard about that? I don't think anyone I know was talking <laughs> about that. Oh, did you not? Oh, no. So when Rihanna fun. came really? out, forehead. her forehead was like, like oh it gosh. was the main thing talked about. And it was wow. one of those things where, like, I wish those people, I wish people could pull up the receipts. I wish Rihanna knew who it was so right. she could call them out now, you know? Because right. it's never being addressed now. It was a total thing. She just figured out how to wear her hair better. Right. You know? Yeah. yeah she's she like, oh, people don't like cool. this. Let's hide that. <laughs> yeah. It's like thinking of a name for a band. You're like, you're all worried about it. But once you like just pick a name and then you start making dope music, the name becomes cooler. And her forehead likewise becomes smaller just by her becoming more Rihanna. Yeah. Right, you know I mean? right. And the forehead becomes smaller. <laughs> yeah. That's real. So the more real. you write in a poetry about this, the smaller your forehead becomes. Yes. <laughs> All right. Next next mission, let's shrink your forehead. <laughs> this has been so incredible. You've been amazing guests. Truly, I, I'm so happy that I got to have you here. And I'm wondering yeah. before before we say goodbye. Well, first of all, oh, you know what? This comes out on Thursday. I was going to say we're all doing a show together. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, Wednesday. At the World Famous Comedy Store. Comedy Store, 8 p.m. Oh, my God. Oh, wait, it's too late. Is there anything coming up that you want to plug? Aaron, what do you you have going on? Uh, What do I have going on? I'm going to be releasing an album of guided meditations soon. Soon. Funny ones. uh, Catharsis. Uh, That is going to be... Soon. So just follow me on Instagram, Weave oh Dreaming. God. I'll post a bunch about it. I talk over your plug. You go, Weave Dreaming, as I go, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> like we didn't hear. <laughs> no. That's awesome. How uh, about you, JB? Yeah. So uh, I just shot my special. So, like, just follow me online. I'll post about it when it's going to come out. I'll give all the details once I have them. Uh, I'm Ball for President. That's Ball, my last name. Yes. The number four president. And then uh, I'm actually going to be starting two podcasts pretty soon here. One with Brad Williams, who's one of my best friends. We'll oh, have a podcast cool. together. And then I've got another podcast that's basically a game show of like uh, trivia. Just just trivia that I've come up with from the, what I learn every day because I just read so many things. That I just like, did you know this? Because I didn't know that. It's just a right. bunch of that kind of trivia. If nice. you just want fun facts that you can't bring up anywhere. I love that's what it. It's gonna be. Oh, my God. Sweet. Guys, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you once again to my guests. And now let's take a look into the future. First, I'm going to draw a card for Poetry Bar. Ooh, King of Cups. I love this. This is definitely a deeply um, creative card. And it's someone kind of who's who's mastered their art is sitting in a place of power. This character is sitting on this kind of granite platform in the midst of the ocean. There's a fish jumping, the waves are rocking, and yet this person is like able to stay calm in the midst of turbulence. I mean, I think if a bar fight broke out, I would I would be able to remain in my power. It's very emotionally balanced. 
And I also love that this king is drinking. <laughs> this king has a drink in hand. Okay, now let's draw a card for Jaguar. Ooh, king of swords. Interesting to have two kings for these options. It's very close to the spin doctors. King of swords is very rational. It can represent legal matters. <laughs> I hope I don't scratch the hood of the car like I did when I set my purse down on my Kia Soul. It's a different kind of energy. It's still positive. It's a little more intellectual and of the mind. There's something a little bit stern about King of Swords, or perhaps the Jaguar employee will be wielding a sword. Before I go, I want to let you know if you want to see me perform this week, I'm actually at Club TG this very evening. Um, I'm doing the Peacock Show. Also, again, the Patreon. It's in my Instagram bio. It's on my website, and I'm still doing tarot readings over Zoom. And I have to shout out a Cooper maniac, Sherry Passell. Thank you so much, Sherry. Friends, before I leave, I have a question for you, and it's Poetry Bar or Jaguar. My fate is truly in your hands. Star Avenue, a, podca <clears throat> a podcast network.